Hey, everybody. Welcome to Insufferable Bastards. My name is Carlos Danger, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. And I guess I should probably shut off my cell phone because I just got a text message of some kind. Oh, it's from Mike, who says he can't make it today. Mike Lane just uh, <laughs> messaged from the Music Movies and More podcast, and he cannot make tonight's episode. But we'll get him another time. But we do have our good friend returning to the podcast after an extended absence, Mr. Matt Masto. Hello, Matt. Hello, greetings and salutations. Now, Matt is the uh, top dog, co-top dog, King Cheese, whatever you want to call it, director, writer, co-producer, co-founder of Mondo Creepy. And if you're a longtime listener of this broadcast, you have to know what Mondo Creepy is, but I'll let Matt explain. Matt, just for the hell of it, go ahead and explain to our thousands of listeners. It's a horror host show in the tradition of like Elvira or USA Up All Night or Joe Bob Briggs. And there's been like four or five, I don't know, what's the number? Four, we're, we're about to uh, shoot the fifth one. The fifth one. And do you have any anticipated uh, release date when people can check that out on YouTube? Uh, well, we're shooting on the 10th, uh, sometime in the first week of May, I'm, I'm anticipating. It's of course Lilith Von Bloodworth. Yes. Is, is the actual hostess. Yes. The gimmick is, is that she was a B-movie actress in the 80s. And she died and she made some deal with Satan. And she came back to life. And now she lives in an abandoned video store. Have you publicly announced what movie you'll be showing? Are you doing that? I have yet? not. I have not. I want to keep it a secret for a couple more weeks uh, to, to build up the anticipation. And Jennifer is the actress who plays Lilith yes. Von Bloodworth. Yes. Jennifer Laura Welsh is her name. So, all right. So that's that. Welcome back to the, the broadcast there. Thank you, Mr. Mondo Creepy. I can't wait for that to return. So the topic tonight, what'd you say? It's going to be a good episode. Got a good I movie. I'm, I'm kind of, is it, it's not Fairview Falls though, right? Can, if I it is it? not Fairview Falls. One that deal day. couldn't be worked out. The, uh, the sadly red, not. No, the red tape. There's too much. There's too much red tape. There's, there's a lot so of many, politics. A lot. A of lot politics. of politics, and there's a lot more. There's he's in demand right now. So those politics kicked my ass, man. You have a better chance of getting like <laughs> Donald Trump to like pipe in a live feed from uh, freaking whatever he is in Florida than you do of having the writer, director, editor of Fairview Falls uh, on the next. I'll say this: I am trying people. to get some celebrity cameos. Oh, nice, nice. Yes. So speaking of celebrities, big news. Like it's about a week ago, right? But you know, has 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 any 40-something-year-old white male cisgendered way weighed in on what happened at last week's Oscars yet? I don't think so. Well, I was listening to Jim and Sam all week. So yeah, that's all they talked about all week long. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, I did think, oh wow, you know, I, I I meant to do this earlier, but I meant to do this last night. I, I screwed up and ended up uh, not being able to do it. And I apologize to you guys. Yeah, it's it's as dead as a horse, but I thought maybe what we do in this episode. But is it as dead as a horse? It seems to be something that's not dying. That's the I, other well, I it was I mean, on the I, news I, again tonight. Yeah. I kind of feel, well, I kind of feel like the, what, what else can we say about, like, yeah, can we react to it? Can we explain what happened? You know what I mean? I don't know if there's anything original to add to it unless we react to bad takes okay. on the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. There's been a couple. I mean, I, I pulled some clips. There's been some crazy stuff said 
about this in addition to the to the run of the mill stuff. So, but I guess we should probably just do because we're all been thinking our thoughts on it now all week and it's been welling up inside us. I know when I first saw it, I didn't watch the Oscars, but I woke up the next morning. You know, I always wake up, I kind of bleary eyed, looked at my phone, and there was all this stuff about have Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, which was like, what? And then seeing it, I just thought to myself, my first, I had two thoughts from what I remember and, and who knows, it was early in the morning and uh, I'm 48 years old and in bad health. I thought, okay, on the things, there's like this list of things that are not supposed to happen and yet they keep happening, right? We, we, we elected a reality show president, which is bizarre. I, I said that kind of weird, but I apologize. We, I don't know, they, they tried, somebody tried to overturn an election, something we never thought we'd see in the United States. And now I never thought we'd see Will Smith get up and slap Chris Rock for making a joke at the Oscars. So it was like Will depressing because I feel like that, that, that is this list. The last thing to check off is thermonuclear war, war game style, where yeah. it's just the end of times, the apocalypse. Like, I feel like Will, events Will like Smith this, we get, we, we inch that much closer to the end of the world. Brian, Will, Smith you- won't even, Will Smith won't even play a bad guy in a movie. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of what, what's her name? Candace Owens, the conservative crazy commentator from Stanford, Connecticut. I'm in Derby, Connecticut points out, but Brian, what were your, I mean, I don't know if you watched it. What were your initial thoughts? Well, I didn't watch. It? I simply did not watch the Oscars. I mean, I listen, I'll say this. I love movies. I love actors. I love all this stuff. But the last few years, the Oscars just haven't really done it for me. And that just might be I don't love the movies they sometimes put in. Once they got to like nine movies or whatever it is, I got lost. Mm. I've never agreed 100 percent with every one of those movies. But now there's it just seems like it with nine movies. There still was. I only saw half of them. Yeah. And and my thing, too, was I I will say this. I loved the Oscars growing up. Um, This is very not insufferable bastards of me. I loved watching speeches. I loved, I, I, I guess maybe I was younger. I was not more naive. Uh, the celebrity didn't pick it, uh, hit me. Like I, it was the speeches. It was the, uh, like what, and it was usually the smaller awards. And what bothered me this year was they took all the artists, the people like that do my job. They took all of the craftsmen behind the scenes and they didn't even put those awards on TV to save for time. But still, it was a three and a half hour went over show. So that bothered me, because, particularly because the makeup award now no longer is televised. Also, it just really proves that, huh, but it makes this hard for me to say is because yeah, that level of celebrity now is just over the top. It's just well, that's what I was going to say is that I've years ago, I worked a few days on a Will Smith movie. I worked on Hitch. And it was like one of the first New York jobs I had. And his trailer was yeah. like a, it was like this three, it was his, like he bought it himself. I found out it's got a recording studio. It's like bigger than basketball court. Yeah, It's crazy. Like, it's the biggest I'm, thing you've ever seen. It takes up an entire block. On Men about. in Black, I think three, they asked like, you know, the town, the, the community where he was parked, made a move. It's a big, huge thing. Like it's notorious. Yeah. But it's that celebrityness, and also yeah, because you haven't been, no one has told you no since ever. probably nineteen eighty six. It does and seem. My no. other thing is, I don't know. Hold on, guys. I don't know. Have you? Did you guys? Any of you guys watch the movie he was nominated for? 
No, it's yes, a, I, I did. Did. Will Smith I did. Is. I saw it as well. I did. I yeah. saw this, and I, I thought the girls that played Serena and wait. Venus were way better than wait. Will Smith. Wait a sec. Th- this was the Pursuit of Happiness. I thought it was this. It was that. Was no. it a sequel? <laughs> Seems like the same character. Wait, was it the Legend of Bagger Vance? Wasn't this somehow in that in multiverse? I no? don't think he was like. I don't think he was the best actor. And no. You know, and I, again, I didn't. I didn't agree with any of these characters. Like the, the minute, movie itself was okay, but it was a very much by the numbers sport. Yeah, this biopic. was. I, I don't get why he even was nominated. I was shocked that he was nominated. It's no winning time on HBO. The Lakers. Well, it's no Showtime. that. It's yeah. no. Uh, he's not a. Uh, uh, Old Henry, uh, Tim Blake Nelson. He was no Nicholas Cage. He was Pig, like, I, yeah. I, you no know, and again, I'm, but that's that's my problem with the Oscars, but not so much Will Smith. But what he did, it's just he was wrong. Yeah. The other thing that worried me, right? I said, like, the first thing that worried me, it just made me think we're closer to nuclear war. The second was it gives fuel to every sort of right wing whack job that's who wants to say of, black and black crime. Mm-hmm. Well, that and also that liberals are guilty of everything because look, now they can't even get along at, at the award ceremony. This is the ultimate liberal weirdness. Like the liberal wokeness has gotten so insane. They're, they're breathing this, this rarefied air. Yeah. It made me think like, Q- yeah, right. QAnon. Yeah. I do think every like, okay, QAnon Hey, look, maybe they are lizards. I don't know. What do I know? But every other, my thoughts, the other thing that really bothers me about it is like, I'm worried that it's going to set a precedent at comedy clubs around the country at, at any time somebody a public figure tells a joke that like somebody's thinks they're going to be emboldened to walk up to them and slap them or like now that. whatever little humor you could have at the oscars mm-hmm. will be gone now like well, now the show is complete now don't even bother ever showing another goddamn academy award ever i thought because- it was strange how they've gone down this path ricky gervais is that how you say his name yeah, yeah. there has been this subgenre of these award shows where you get an insult comic up there and he does his thing you know it obviously that's not exactly what this was but i never i never really like how, because how often the oscars are, are untouchable that? the oscars are supposed to be untouchable like that sort of thing is the golden globes where it's loosey-goosey everybody's been drinking all night they're serving drinks while the award is going on it, it doesn't Chris have Rock the dignity there. he's a it doesn't have comedian. the dignity of, of the oscars he, I mean, they brought to... in they brought in Chris Rock, a stand-up, like who just yeah. makes that his job is part of his job is to make fun of people. It, make a decision. Is it is it an awards show or is it is it a roast? Let's get into some of the bad reactions because we're actually some of our reactions are uh, are echoed in some of the stuff we we'll watch. But before I do that, let's let's listen to the greatest Oscar acceptance speech of all time. Let's see if this will work. Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. It's my privilege, thank you. That guy was, uh, or is great, Joe Pesci. We should never, ever, ever forget the fact that Al Pacino was nominated for Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Well, Holy as I cow. didn't realize, I didn't realize that video was going to be that long. I mean, I just found it as Brian was talking. But yeah, I was going through the thumbnails there. And I'm trying to fast forward it. I'm like, oh yeah, Al Pacino, what? 
90s are quite a thing. All right, first take is uh, here goes Greg Fitzsimmons. I listen to the Fitz Dog uh, podcast regularly. This is episode 950. His guest was Doug Stanhope. Fuck Will Smith. Fuck that guy. <laughs> That's pretty much all he says. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That was immediately after. He's coming uh, in hot. Then it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, he also echoed the stuff about a lot of the stand-up comedians have been worrying that now they're going to go, you know, they're going to be target, a number one target uh, at, at comedy clubs now. Although it kind of, as a, I mean, I'm a small town reporter and, and know nothing, but like for four years, you had the president of the United States calling the press the enemy of the people. And I didn't hear some of the uh, cringe comics and tough guy comics uh, saying anything about that. Now they're all worried that they're, they're, someone's going to punch them at a comedy club, which I don't think is going to happen. But all right. So then we had Jim Carrey. He weighed in. He got a lot of press saying he was disgusted by the whole thing. I think it was the morning after the Oscars. So he got a and lot then of he play. retired the next day. Yeah. Promoting Sonic the Hedgehog to Hedgehog too. Wait, what do you mean he retired? I didn't hear that. He's retired. He's retiring. Yeah. Also, I mean, it, it kind of hurt me that Jim Carrey was the guy because he's he's become in this clip. He's new cra- agey like, crazy. Yes. Yeah. In the in this clip, he's not the crazy one. Yeah. Right. This is very. This is where the this is the state of our culture right now, where Jim Carrey, who is you know just as loony as they come, uh, has to lecture Gail King. Let's see if I can get this right that it escalated to that level. It didn't escalate. Mm-hmm. It came out of nowhere because Will has something going on inside him that's frustrated, and I, I, I wish him the best. I really do. I don't, I don't you know, mm-hmm. I don't have anything against Will Smith. He's done great mm-hmm. things. But I thought when he talked about, when she tries to say, oh, it escalated, I don't know what Gail What King planet is, is she that. on, or what planet was she watching it on where she said, where she thought it escalated? Gail King. I, the lizard people exist. Gail King is not a human. Gail King and and Will Smith and Jada Pickett, whatever her name, I, and, and Jim Carrey to some extent. I'm starting to believe in the parallel dimension lizard people stuff. Sign me up. I'm not QAnon, but for her to say, well, I, I don't know who is she trying to, where did that thought come from? And you credit listen to, to a David Icke lecture. Wait, who's that? I don't know. Who that David is. Icke is the guy that created the shape-shifting lizard people. Conspiracy oh, okay. oh, he's the guy. Yeah, babe, I'm going to start getting into all that because this stuff is worrying me when this is, you know, a national broadcast as mainstream as mainstream can be. And, 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 and that's her take. Oh, Credit so to Jim Carrey for saying something to her. What'd you say, Bri? Next clip. Next up, this is from the Joe Rogan experience. He had on... Uh, a legendary UFC fighter. I don't remember the guy's name. He was the heavyweight champion back in the day. He had beaten Randy Couture back in the day. But I think the mainstream public, or at least if you're somewhat aware of UFC, you know that this is the fighter, not the firefighter. This is the guy who got in trouble, not once, but twice for uh, using or being accused of using banned substances uh, in in the UFC, so he has he was on the Rogan podcast, and a little bit into it, Rogan brings up the whole Chris Rock Will Smith thing. Is a that whole scene doing that in that manner in that place is a great example of what's wrong with the the glorification of just being able to go up to someone and smack them in the face. Because that is that that whole thing was so. I disagree weird. with you here. Please do. 
Josh Barnett. That's the UFC fighter or the retired UFC fighter's name. His name is Josh Barnett. I apologize. Well, what, what is your but take? I, I want to let you. Before I want you to finish though. Well, no, you said you're going to disagree with me. Yeah, yeah. what, what do you think? Well, I, I don't actually think that there's any glorification of violence in the sense of free capability on on Will's part. What do you mean by that? If you don't know who Josh Barnett is, he is essentially a tree. He's a he's a tree. The guy looks like an oak tree. He's built like an oak tree with a beard. And he wears well, his own T-shirt. For one. <laughs> well, I thought that was Dio. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, he's wearing his own T-shirt. Oh, my God. I don't God. think that there was any inherent given that you could just get away with it. I think that whatever Will did, he did it, and he was like, whatever comes with it, that, that you know, I'll have to own up to it. I don't think he was thinking that far ahead at all. Uh, maybe he wasn't, but I maybe think he's he was like, being this emotionally moment, fragile. Probably. And he acted on impulse. Sure. And I think it's a foolish impulse that you, you do. I love people who – so this Josh guy has interrupted Rogan's thought, started to give his own – I don't know, out there, psycho babble opinion on what was going on. But then, like, he's agreeing with Rogan. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I, I can't stand people who argue like that. When you know there's no consequences. I so don't think, but here's the thing. I'm going to say that I don't know that he thinks that there's... Uh, now, in terms of hitting Chris, in, in terms of them and their physical differences and capability of, of combat, let's say... Yes. There's no consequences. But I'm saying, but well, but there's no consequences in getting out of your seat and striking somebody on national television. Yeah, but I don't think he was thinking about that. I think he was acting impulsively. Simply in terms of uh, man to man and who's capable and what's capable. And you know what? That may be the case. Um, I don't know. Does anybody know what this guy is trying to say? I guess he's saying Will Smith would have kicked his ass if it was a fight. But... You know, like so, he, like Will Smith can get away from know. it because he's not beating up Chris Rock. I, I you know, this guy's making no sense, <laughs> right? Like, why did he interrupt? I, I don't know. So I'm not going to play anymore. I bet he's <laughs> drinking his own brand of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes, he is. Matt, are you just joking? Wait, no, you saw. Oh. He is. Yeah, he's absolutely. Is that what he, that is? Yes, he was. He was on there. The first thing they do at the very beginning of the podcast is he plugs his own whiskey for. You know, 20 minutes, not 20 minutes, but you know what I mean? So there is like, this is like a two hour podcast of this guy. And this is his reaction to everything. It's just like talking in a circle. It was one of the most, it it drove me nuts. So I couldn't even listen to the whole thing. But anyway, that was one of the worst takes I heard on the whole Will Smith thing. Then there's Burn, not burning bridges. That's not that's his old show. But uh, misery loves company, which is a podcast I listen to regularly, hosted by stand-up comedian Kevin Brennan. <laughs> I should probably also know. Yeah, these are all stand-up comedians, and I this isn't really a bad take, but I think Brennan is such a, such a contrarian. He of course blames Chris Rock. Oh really? Uh, what? Well, listen. I should note that in the in in two days well, later, he came out with a new. Uh, episode where he was on rock side but here's brennan talking about talking about chris rock it's all the time that happens all the time listen if you insult somebody in the front row at a comedy club you can make a joke first of all nobody makes jokes about what a woman looks like that's that don't work in comedy club it doesn't work that's in general <laughs> like i can make jokes all day about some guy in the andrew audience. dice clay built a career on that well, he's he means right there in the front row, right in okay. front. I make one joke about what a woman looks like. The whole crowd, first of all, it doesn't usually doesn't get a laugh. 
And then second of all, uh, like it, like even what he did, Chris Rock did, he's making jokes about the one that that actor, that that Spanish actor, and everybody's laughing. And then he makes a joke about Jada uh, Pinkett Smith, and everyone's like, it kind of got a laugh, and then it kind of got like a groan. And then he was like, oh, it's nice. It's not, you know, basically. So it's like, he knows comedy 101 is, first of all, don't insult some guy's wife. And second of all, jokes about what women look like do not play great. So so he's an idiot. He's an <laughs> So that was- uh... Kevin Brennan is drinking Barnett's whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I think he's reading into it too much. Again, he didn't make fun of somebody's wife. He made fun of Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith or whatever, like celebrities in the room. Like, like it's like you it's said, a throwaway joke. It's the yes. type of thing when like you're working on a script, it's like the first joke that you come up with. And then like you read it five minutes later and say, that shit, I'm throwing that one out. And then you put in a new one. But it's I also, love, it's a throwaway. I love that Kevin Brennan though, brought it down to the level of like a club comedian. Cause he's a club comedian. He's yes. the ultimate club yeah. comedian. New York but city the other thing club is- comedian. He's like, Hey, you don't make fun of uh, people in the front row, especially their wives. Cause the guy will come up drunk and, and swing. At and he's been, and he's been attacked multiple times, usually by other comics. But that's a good point though. Like this is a different scenario. This is, right. they're all in tuxes. They're, you know, they're all made up. They all spent seven hours just getting their hair done or their makeup on their, or eyelashes. Oh, did on. you have to make the hair joke, Brian? Well, there's other people there that have hair. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I forget who it was. Somebody had a tweet earlier in the week who said, you know, even Frank Sinatra didn't slap Don Rickles. Well, they were good friends. Yeah, but that, but that's true. Although didn't Sinatra did some sketchy stuff though. I mean, I mean, Sinatra, well, Sinatra did a lot of sketchy stuff to a whole bunch of comics. Yeah, right. Yeah. He had like, yeah, all right. So, all right, so the next one is this. I'm, I'm going to apologize in advance for. Uh, well, it's like, all right, so we're exposing a per. This this has two million views on YouTube, and I'm making it seem like I'm the one breaking it out with our 13 listeners. All right, here's Candace Owens. She's a concern. You guys know who she is? She's like, yes, I just know her from. I uh, yeah, I, I, I she's I, I, black and culture. I right. just don't. I don't follow her or know anything about her. But yeah, right. I, I she's just one her. of these. You know, I don't think she has a single true conviction in her mind or original or idea all, all the crazy just, all right here's the thing all the crazy right-wing people that i follow secretly just to see what's going on in the world to get like that whack job view they all post her that's the only thing i know about her right she makes a whole living by just saying uh stuff that appeals to whatever demographic she's targeting and keith Olbermann's the same they're the same people but all right so uh here she is talking about what happened for the first time we saw the real Will Smith. Not a fresh prince, not a survivor of a zombie apocalypse and I am legend, not a crime-fighting cop in the movie Bad Boy. All right, just get there. Stop going through his IMDb, lady. Boys or the Hancock superhero. Not the uh, gentle guy from Six Degrees of Separation. But the real building the Will hyperbole. Right, just to say this, here's her point. Smith, an incredibly broken man and the residual product of a directionless society that is filled with them. The kind of society that produces men that look to their more domineering wives with their tails planted firmly between their legs for instruction on what and who they ought to be in every room. This, this woman, I mean, we're watching this video, this is audio, but this looks like something, you, this looks like a parody of a uh, conservative commentator. SM- this, right. would be, this would be the greatest SNL skit if SNL was funny and this was on TV that on Saturday night. This, this would be B-roll and don't look up. 
Yeah, exactly. like something like they'd be exactly. watching on TV. This is serious, but this has just it has two million views since March 29th. So her theory is that Will Smith's problem is his wife, that he's he's uh, basically been cucked by his wife, that she wears the pants uh, in the family. Is anybody did anybody did that cross anybody's mind? Yeah, that's crossed a lot of people's minds. It, but not, not you guys specifically. Not, no, not no, me at all. Not no. me, but but I think the big problem that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett have is that they shared way too much information. Yes. They put yes. out this book over the summer. It was, you know, his biography, and they get into all these details about their open relation that nobody asked for, nobody cared to know. But if you're going to put it out there publicly like that, you're going to get a response. And yeah, I think and maybe if there was an escalation at the Oscars, it's because a couple other comments mentioned it throughout the night, and and maybe that is oh, filled by they? the point. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. One or two people threw out a comment here or there. And I think too, uh, there was another comic. She was in uh, like that girl movie where they sing, Pitch Perfect. Rebel Wilson, I think. Some other. Uh, She's the one, yeah. She at another it. at another award ceremony. I don't think it was at the oh, Oscars. I thought it, it was wasn't at the Oscars. Yeah, I, think I didn't it was watch the Oscars. One. And she, uh, you know, gave them a little bit of a hard time. Plus, I want to even say there's a clip years ago where Chris Rock gave her a hard time at another award ceremony, whether it be MTV or something. And TMZ asked her about it. And six years ago, she said it uh, It comes with the territory. So the next clip I have plays into all that. Uh, I mean, I titled it on my little script here thing, the Will Smith cuck thing. So this has been, make, been making the rounds now. It's the red table uh, that I'm sure. Is this Jada, where he cries? Well, that's his speech. I don't know if this no, is no, not, this is, this is all just cut together. I, I, I've never okay. watched the entire video. Maybe I'm, I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if tears were shed, but this is the one where they talk about, I guess, their alleged open relationship and the fact that I guess she was she had a relationship with Candace. Candace Owens also goes into that, too, with uh, this guy, August Alsina. I have no idea who that is, but then, you know, like Matt said, they decided to bring this on Facebook Live of all places where they have their show. And I'm a sure book. They're, they're getting paid a billion dollars a year to do. But and this is so, and, and a book you said. I I guess we're getting to like Will Smith and Jada. They're just so out of touch. They're in this other universe. They might as well be in a parallel uh, dimension. And this is, it's creepy. Now this is a cut together thing and it really doesn't work audio wise, but uh, we will watch it nonetheless. You've been on a hell of a journey with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's people's feelings involved. Right. Right. You know, mm -hmm. it's healing that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. So what happened, Jada? Okay. So oh, a, I think it was about four and a half, four years ago. Mm -hmm. um, started a friendship with August. Mm -hmm. And we actually became really, really good friends. Mm -hmm. And it all started with him just needing some help, mm -hmm. you know me wanting to help his health, his mental state. And we found all those different resources. This is so you know, weird. To yeah, see, this is through. like, and I can't believe this exists. It, it, right? It's like access, I, it's like it's like Matt said, you know, is, there's one thing like, you know, you get access to celebrities nowadays, but like, don't give us this weird psycho babble look into your incredibly weird, and I don't mean to judge, because you know, you can't judge anybody anymore personal lives where it's like you people well, are that's, that's 
that's kind of what's bothering me about all it. Like, it makes me feel uncomfortable because, again, I, I just want to know if you're a good movie, like if your movie's good. But, like, but this gets back to my point of people being so famous for so long that they've never really heard the word no, probably in, you know, since they were, you know, before they were famous. And Will Smith has a, his own YouTube channel where like sometimes he gives life advice and it makes no sense at all. And it's the kind of thing that if he was just a normal guy on the street, you would just like look at him and say, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. You're just babbling for the sake of babbling. He'd be, he'd be a guy on the, on the street corner. Everybody's you, like, oh, that's fascinating. You'd call like uh, paramedics and ask for a wellness check. I mean, I guess yeah. like looking, I mean, I mean, watching we'll see, this what, now, I guess, this but, does seem like a guy who might go off and slap somebody out of the blue now, yeah. now that I'm watching this. But should, just, should we do a little more? Sure. You know, you and I were going through a very difficult time. Yeah. That particular point in time, it was indefinite. Yeah, I really felt like we could be over. Yeah, know? no, and we were over. And then what did you do, Jada? <laughs> well, you know, I think from there, you know, as time went on, I got into a different kind of entanglement. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. And I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. Hey, that's what I said. I don't know. All right, so I, I won't play any more of that. But yeah, an entanglement. I mean, you know, she rivals the UFC fighter in terms of cycle battle. Oh, just saying words that I guess sound good coming out of your head. But if you write that down as a quote, it makes no sense. Yeah. Well, Nobody saying, needs to know this shit either. But that's the other thing. It's just too personal. Like again, I mean, let your work speak for yourself for for itself. Let I. This is the thing. I don't like it. I don't care about the celebrity of it. And it's like these people need to have their celebrity is what maintains, you know, their their Instagram followers. Their their their. Uh, they have to be so much involved and in everyone to know them and and like give out so much. Just shut the hell up. Isn't Will Smith? a much bigger star than Jada Pinkett. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Right? I mean, but he, he doesn't want to lose half of his stuff in a divorce. I mean, listen, J Jada was in Demon Knight, which is an incredible film. And, but I mean, other than that, uh, you know, I don't, I, you know, wasn't a big other, fan of, of the other Woo. thing that I was thinking of, like seeing Will Smith sitting in the front row at the Oscars was Jack Nicholson and how the Oscars used to be, like before like he left, when Jack Nicholson was at the Oscars every year, it was kind of like the Jack Nicholson show. People would always talk to him from the podium. He always would like, you know, wink and nod and make faces. And But that was the only time you ever saw Jack Nicholson all year long. Jack mm. Nicholson was infamous for not giving interviews. Mm. You know, he didn't really talk to the press unless he like really had to, to promote a movie and he kept it short and sweet. There was the mystique of Jack Nicholson. And then you saw him at the front row at the Oscars every year, like, holy crap. There's a there is a movie star. The he best Jack an, he, he he didn't have an Instagram page. He didn't have an Instagram page. The best Jack or Nicholson, a YouTube channel. The best Jack Nicholson interview is what's his name Gary Garver from the Howard oh, Stern yeah. Show. Where <laughs> did you ever see that? It's really yes. good. Yeah. Like Jack Nicholson comes up, gets right in his face, and is like smoking a cigarette, but not not like mean. It's the coolest thing ever. But yeah, I guess like that's what Will Smith is a oh. is a much bigger star. Will Will Smith doesn't need Instagram really. He doesn't need mm. Facebook. He's still going to be getting all these movies. But Jada Pinkett does need. She's she's the whole brand. She's the whole like obsessed with her brand. She's her trying weird, to build a brand. She well, wants it's to be that, Gwyneth and Paltrow, that's what Hollywood. Yes, that's yeah. what's wrong with Hollywood now. It's it's you just it's that word. That's what I've been stumbling over all night everything is a brand now and that's what's like i just that's the stuff I, we need to get rid of that 
and your brand is like you 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 batshit crazy lady it's crazy the, the whole family's nuts all right so the other thing i should i even play this real quick we'll play so the guy that i guess had the entanglement with uh, jada pinkett his name is August Alsina. I have, I guess he's an, he's a, I don't know, a singer of so. I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, here he went on some random show and started describing the relationship. If you oh, wait, are struggling to lose ad. weight and so secretly want to escape from, from the prison of fat, then you have to see this now. The Quite Frankly Show. I should credit that. Blocked. I don't really have a choice but to express my truth. I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation due to the transformation from their marriage to life partnership that they've spoken on several times and it, you know, not involving romanticism. Mm-hmm. No romanticism. Is blessing. Oh and my I, God, I totally dude. This is another skit. Dude, I think I've been married, what, like over 10 years? Romanticism goes away fast, man. You don't have to do all this. But yeah, this year, you're right. You're right. I wish, I mean, I guess people can look this up on YouTube. Where, it's where's called... the two ferns and the, the Galifianakis <laughs> guy? And again, it's a guy just Is that a making... fake suit. He's, he's, he's saying things. Words are coming out of his mouth. Words. They're, you it's string uh, them together. I don't know if it's if it's comprehensive. Uh, but I feel like high... this, is, this is everybody his age. You know what I mean? Like, they're all like that. <laughs> Yeah. People who live on YouTube and live by page views, it's there's a whole other world out there. They're speaking their truth. Give him speaking a high pitched voice, and he's he's the impersonation everyone does of uh, uh, Mike Tyson, the way he's rambling. Because of my life, you know, and I- and the self importance. That's the other thing of all this. Mm-hmm. The the common theme with all these people, uh, this these celebrities at this level, and I would throw Jim Carrey in there. The self-importance, you know, like you, you must smell my fart. My, my fart smells different. I mean, he's than literally bra- like saying, hey, you know, I, I cheated with a guy's wife and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now I'm famous. Well, mm-hmm. he, he's saying how it, it, it tore him really, apart. Really I think he's trying to say deeply loved and have it also it looks like he's wearing a pink poop emoji as some type of beanie. <laughs> A ton of He's got anime hair for her. He has anime hair. Um, I, I devoted myself to it. I gave my full self to it. So much so to his full self. Did he say full self? <laughs> I think he's, he's meant he also bought those right glasses now. to look and a little smarter. <laughs> be okay with knowing that I truly gave myself to somebody. Right, right, right. She says, right, uh, yeah, right, yeah. Pretend you know what he's talking about. All right, so uh, we're almost everybody at the end wants of this. to be Oprah. Everybody wants to know. Yeah, and us too. Yeah, we're just reacting to it. Then I just, let's watch the whole thing of, of the Will Smith oh, Oscar really? acceptance speech. And let's keep in mind Joe Pesci's acceptance speech. And now let's go to, uh, one thing that I just, before I get to that, maybe I should have pulled it. There's a great clip that's circulating again. And I believe it's from either the Golden, I think it's the Golden Globes, or maybe it's the Emmys, of Ving Rames winning for his portrayal of Don King. I think in an and HBO he gives movie. it to uh, he gives he, it to John, Mike Tyson. It was the Mike Tyson movie. No, no, that's right. It was no, the Don it, King movie. It was Don King. America. And yes. he gives it to Jack Lemon. Yes, and it's really sweet and, and pretty cool. And Jack Lemon comes up there, you know, the old time movie star, and he's totally he's speechless essentially. So, uh, but here is contrast that my description at least with <laughs> the great Will Smith. I haven't watched who, this yet. 
He's so overrated as an actor. I'm sorry. I've always felt that way. I've He's never so bad. I'm telling you, watch that movie. It's you're like, what? This is an Oscar nominated yeah. movie. And look, I yeah. saw Six Degrees of Separation in a movie theater. Okay, so I've I, I can call Will Smith out. I paid ten bucks for that to Bedford Playhouse and like whatever year it came out. Cooper's an amazing 13-year-old, oh, right, um, but he struggles every day. Please give he to, has a rare uh, disease. Oh, wait, no, this His is a for a drug company. Things. Never mind. Now, I know to do what we do, you got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have people talk crazy about you in this business. You gotta have a trailer that's a city block wide. You gotta be able to have three stories high. People See, we shouldn't be listening to this. We should be listening to uh, what's the guy's name from the Roots? Why can't I think of his name right now? He's got a you know Quest Love. Quest Love. Like that's the speed, you know. Ugh. And you got to smile. What do you mean? He's crying. He's emotional. What do you just stop? This is Open all up BS, your cold, man. dead heart. No, this is all BS. Like that's man. okay. He doesn't I want to apologize this. to the Academy. I want to apologize to my all my fellow nominees. Um, I'm special. This is a beautiful moment, and I'm not. No, it's not. I'm not. I'm not crying for winning a, an award. It's not. It's not about winning an award for me. It's about. Being able to shine light on all of the people, Tim and, and Trevor and Zach and Sanaya and Demi and Ingenue and the entire cast and crew of King Richard and Venus and Serena, the, the entire Williams family. Um, <laughs> he really seemed like, oh, I got it. He was like, he had dug a hole there. And how do I get out of it? By they give false him a standing humility. ovation. And of course, yeah. you got to you got to thank everybody, right? Everybody's got to get thanked. Art Humble imitates brags. life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they still said. About Richard Williams. Still, I'm still in method um, acting mode. But love will make you do crazy things. Being able to love and care for my mother and my family, my wife. Um, it's Sam Jackson. Up too much Look at that, time. man. He was angry. Uh, He's like, man, you didn't do Django. Thank you for this honor. Thank you for this moment. And thank you on behalf of Richard and, and Orsine, the entire Williams family. Um, thank you. Uh, uh, Hope the Academy invites me back. Thank you. <laughs> Well, you're going to resign. Although that means nothing. Right, yeah. Resigning from the Academy means nothing. He can't vote for himself. He doesn't get his screeners. He doesn't get his screeners. But Jada No, he'll still get the screeners through SAG. Well, no. Well, that's true. Well, yeah. Yes. Through SAG. And Jada will get him. You guys think, though, like, I know, I you know, make it fun of him a little bit. But I think that guy, I think he's, there's some mental health issues there. He definitely needs. Oh, absolutely. Right? Okay. Like I'm not you saying that's an excuse, but that that man needs help. Yeah, I, mean, I guess so. But, you know, I mean, I again, I think he's an adult. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. It's yeah, you can't plead insanity. You might need help, but you can't plead insanity. And like that guy is, you know, he's been famous since I all since I can remember. I mean, you know, he's all, close to all, all our age. He's been famous well, since you know, we were in just high school. Don't understand. Yeah. That was like grade school. That was like he 86, knows. 87. 
he's been on TV. He knows all the standards and practice. Like he knows you can't swear. Like, like that guy, I ain't mean, fine. If he had a mental breakdown right then and there, I don't know. But that guy is the most like know-it-all like celebrity guy. He's the guy that's going to know it. You know, it's not Guns N' Roses going up and winning an award and cursing on TV. He's no. the one guy you would never expect. He's or the is guy he, that knows. Is he wound so tight? That this was his night. He knew he was the favorite to win. They put him in the front row. He feels like the camera and the entire broadcast is watching him the whole time because well, it's his well, turn that, to be Sidney Poitier. And then somebody an comes asshole. out. So he's got this whole control thing going on in his head. And then somebody comes out and does something a little off script. And he just, ah! that's like saying back? Tom Hanks is a ticking time bomb. What'd you say? That's like saying Tom Hanks is a ticking time bomb. No, but yeah, but we'll yeah, but Tom Hanks, they, you know, they give him Oscars like they give out Tic Tacs. Yeah, but that's uh, true. all right, so the last clip I'll play, I didn't even watch this. Like it was, it came up on my search of YouTube. It's Theo Vaughn, the stand-up comedian, who is sometimes very funny, sometimes awful. You never know with him. I like him because he's a guy you can't really. I can never tell if he's joking or not. Like, is he just this down ho- homesy and and sort of weird? Of course, he was on the Real World, our Real World Road Rules Challenge back in the day. Uh, but he's carved out this career as a podcaster and stand-up. Uh, here he is. He was supposed to be reacting to what happened there. I guess he said he ran into Chris Rock at an Oscar party, but I never quite got to that part of the clip. I should probably set up the fact, as I turn down the ad, he went to some rich guy's Oscar party. Oh, wow. So this dude was really, really rich, and we went in and, like, Jennifer Lawrence is sitting in the back just hanging out outside like just in her pajamas she like lived next door I guess and so she came over because she heard some commotion or whatever so she's out back just hanging out like there's like Penelope Penelope Cruz um <laughs> Penelope Cruz <laughs> is that, I can't tell is that a joke or is this guy brilliantly like is he I can't tell uh, like a you know just fancy people i mean yeah. it's like fancy people you see on the magazine and they're just sitting there you know eating you know they had some raviolis they had some, they had some raviolis um what party. else did they have they had a salad that looked it was a little well i thought it was a little bit wilted but people were eating it mm. rich people will eat they'll eat kind of more they'll say it's like uh more artistic kind of but anyway so we get to finally see chris rock right and so and i'm with david spade so spade knows him so they're just kind of talking and he was just shocked he was like what the fuck happened he's almost it reminded me of you ever been at a party and somebody gets hit by somebody and then the person that hit him leaves and there was never really like a big fighter. Maybe there even was. Which is literally what happened. I like how he just, he's just describing literally what happened at the Oscar, but not realizing. The fight. It. But the one dude never had any idea there was any beef or anything going on. And then you start talking to them. Anyway, that was uh, Theo Vaughn. I just like when he talks about uh, the food and, and mispronounces Penelope. I thought that was um, very funny. It's definitely, I mean, it's definitely making Chris Rock look, he, whatever Chris Rock is going to do next, is going to be gangbusters. If I, that guy should do, get in a movie right now, because literally he's, you know, he's a horrible, uh, he's horrible. Sign movie. him up for two but more get seasons. Him up, yeah, yeah. Like get him in something right now because everyone will watch it. That's what uh, Kevin Brennan was saying uh, in, in that podcast where he was, first he was like anti Chris Rock and then he was uh, pro Chris Rock two days later. Because, uh, you know, he's contrarian. And I think he's joking in that earlier clip. I mean, he's clearly joking. But he was saying, like, 
Chris Rock's whole thing was, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle has become the king of stand-ups where Chris Rock once held that crown. And then Chris Rock was trying to figure out how uh, Dave Chappelle left and uh, garnered sympathy when he went crazy there, allegedly, you know, kind of, or some people said or accused him of wrongly of going crazy for leaving Comedy Central and going to Africa or whatever. And it's now Chris Rock is, he can use all this sympathy to now reclaim the, the crown as America's top stand-up. I heard it was one of those morning shows. It might have been the ABC one. I'm not even sure, so I don't want to say, but it was somebody had said how courageous he was. He's he's a he's courageous now because he didn't do anything and he could have. He could have. Uh, but again, I just think it's it's only making like, hey, the, I thought hey, I would have made got more mad at him for telling a bad joke, actually, like not that joke did not stick. No. Here's a, but now it was a throwaway. Be, I'm sure that wasn't well, it wasn't planned or on because I saw I watched oh, the producer lost. from the Academy Award today and say he's he he literally went off book on that. that yeah, uh, joke. absolutely, he did. Well, they are a bunch of liars, right? Because it, isn't the whole thing where they're like, oh yeah, we asked him to leave, and then a thousand yeah. people were there and said, yeah. no, we didn't I see mean, that. Like they're not gonna let the biggest star that's there at the awards right there, the most relevant. Like I mean, again, I don't think he's that great, but I mean. You know, he's in the front row. They can't have that guy leave. Well, you know? well not I mean, only that, let's say theoretically they ask him to leave and he says no. They tase and him. And then they bring security over when they're all of a well, sudden now coming back from commercial. No, now you're coming back from commercial and you're live and you've got a thing going on in the front with security mm-hmm. literally dragging away one oh, of the biggest been, movie stars on the planet. That would have that I might have watched. I mean, yeah. imagine like he's Will Smith. Somebody says a joke. Couldn't he? I mean, you think, what if he just sat there and did like the Eddie, Eddie Murphy exaggerated laugh, you know, the, <gasps> you know, from back in the day, there's so many different, I mean, he could have, he's a funny he dude himself listen, allegedly, right? He like, could have said just, something afterwards. That's what I'm trying to say. He could have punched him afterwards. He could have oh, yeah, talked shit in his, in his acceptance speech. Yeah. Like he could have said, like, that's my point. Like that guy is Hollywood. We just the whole watched thing, Hollywood ex- implode. We literally just watched Hollywood implode, which yeah. a lot of people like. I mean, I think that's part of the reason. I mean, I'm like hate talking about it right now. I like I hate it and I love it at the same time. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but I mean, that's all I had on that. Those are all the clips. I thought we would just kind of react to bad reactions. We're living in an upside down world where Jim Carrey is the voice of reason. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, will we ever emerge? And what's what's next? You know, that's and it what also, I want to know. You know, again, as as probably the one guy here that watched the Oscars and teared up when people made speeches, this is like it was the Oscars were over he, with a sl- while he slapped ago. your golden memories, right? The well, that's well, that's the, the thing. Face. The, the Oscars were not the Oscars as of late. And this just just put the nail in the coffin. I mean, I don't I don't see how they can recover. And all these stupid extra people are like, well, if you want ratings next year, have them host a category together. It's like, that's what you're thinking about now putting them two together to get more ratings for the Oscars. That's exactly like, oh, I just- Taking it back to the beginning of this, like when you guys were talking about the Oscars in general, I do hate the fact now that maybe it's because, you know, I'm on Twitter 
like the there's like the pre-ballot and people talk on Twitter all day. I mean, Twitter just has been insufferable for weeks with like they talk. It's kind of like the Oscars gets talked about like the way a national like the like the U.S. president's race gets yeah. talked about. It's like dissected in so many ways and so many stupid takes. And suddenly, like there's a whole generation realizing that Steven Spielberg's a gifted director. It's just it's yeah. so bizarre. All these West Side it, Story. You know, things. what's funny is when the drama club is now making football boxes and betting you know what i mean like now yeah. it's become like you know a yeah. crazy so like crazy i mean the yeah. only reason i found out about and the comic it, books not... the comic book geeks they ruined but, it too i just want to oh yeah comic but books i don't the even only reason i, I found out about it that night because i didn't watch the oscars uh film threat uh chris core the the editor of film oh, yeah. Threat, has a YouTube yeah yeah channel and he was live he was live streaming and comment and doing commentary during the oscars and it was over and like he was still talking like oh i'm gonna watch chris gore shit on the oscars and that's when I found out because, like, that's all they were talking about. Well, again, same thing. Like, I just, if I would look at Facebook or look at any uh, social media or just at my phone, you don't need to watch the Oscars now because the second yeah. it's over, like, they, they're you get the update. Uh, yeah, you, it's just it's a better way to view it. Yeah. And I you got to watch to the Lakers show. I was watching, you know, when, I'm not going to watch the Oscars when, you know, John C. Riley's in a freaking bikini bottoms. That was they that talk about a fearless performance. Give they should take Will Smith's Oscar away, give it to John C. Riley in advance. And, Be like, this is a down payment. I'm an episode behind. Don't tell me I've been watching. Well, it's we're great. not giving I'm anything away, it. but it's it the just gets better and better. And I'll just say uh, a shout out for the show Severance on Apple TV. It's up there, totally different than uh, winning the Lakers show, but just as good, just as entertaining. The, 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 this it's just great. The other thing to talk about real quick is the totally bummer. Bruce Willis news, which uh, so depressing, especially for guys our age. You know, we also die hard in the movie theater, you know, Bruce Willis, Pulp Fiction. You know, you can say what you can. I I don't think I don't think in any way Bruce Willis is going to be remembered for his direct to video or direct to pay-per-view or direct. I I actually feel bad about this whole thing, because for the last two years, one of my great joys has been shitting on these terrible Bruce well, Willis. I literally movies. have a notebook with like, oh, these would be cool topics for us to do. And it would be like, will Bruce uh, Willis please stop? And yeah. what is the next actor that will take over the bad movie mantle that Bruce Willis has created? Well, remember so- when when you guys did the worst of the year list and yes. I was on that episode, I just wrote, you know, like worst movie of the year. I just wrote Bruce Willis. <laughs> just anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, it's. I think it's still... It's okay to but, laugh but, at that. But as far as the icon goes, it is, uh, yeah, yeah, like you it's know. shocking because we all got it you is know, shocking. All, it's like you, we're all looking. I don't know. And I think it made me feel better that, uh, like, I saw it from a news source where it was his ex-wife posting about it. That's which I just, saw it on Instagram. It just yeah, made still me sharing my screen. You guys might get it, some weird uh, stuff. It Sorry. just made me feel better that, like, even his ex-wife, you know, is still, you know the father of her children and you know it makes you it just makes me feel like we're all getting older holy crap exactly i i, I don't want to say it, but yeah it's like mortality is right around the corner for all of us and this is one of those things where it's like oh i own i own listen in seventh grade i owned his album you know what i mean i you know i thought i'd play the harmonica and i could you know push that microphone just slightly mm-hmm. away because you're yelling into it a little i'm still waiting for for bruno to return again <laughs> so just speaking of all those bad movies that bruce willis was making I came across from uh, Twitter, some random source, this 
Vulture article from a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. It's titled uh, The King. I don't actually know what it's titled. The King of the Geezer Teasers, right? And it's about this guy, Randall Emmett. And he's the one that basically gets the financing, the producer of all these direct-to-video Seagal, Travolta, Nicolas Cage, Bruce Willis, Stallone movies. Even De Niro Pacino are slumming it in some of this guy's movies. And it's the guy that the character, this guy, Randall Emmett, is Turtle from oh, wow. uh, whatever, okay. Entourage. He's literally the, the, that character. that He was Mark Wahlberg's personal assistant, and he got his way into, he made connections by being Mark Wahlberg's personal assistant and now specializes in funding all these terrible, terrible uh, movies starring so, aging action stars. But they each get, they show up $2 million for two days work. So they all uh, so do at least it. in It's a great years, article, by the way. In, in three years, Mark Wahlberg has a job. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it weird? Like how how is Mark Wahlberg not doing? Because he you'd think he'd be he would have went to that pretty quickly because he's hey, well, no limited. because he found God now. So now he's, yeah, he's, he's going back on he's all hanging out with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Mel Gibson still not dead. All right. I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to add about uh, the Bruce Willis? Yeah, all stuff? I, I want to say, oh Bruce Willis. Yeah, no. Oh no, no are you what do you well, what do you want to I just throw go back and end? please just watch uh Quest Love speech. Sure. Well, speaking of Oscar speeches, I'll end it on this. I remember when I was in film school, uh, the year Cuba Gooding Jr. won. Uh, I was out of my mind on shrooms that night and watching that acceptance speech. And I thought it was like the most beautiful thing I'd ever saw. <laughs> Only shrooms. That's all, could that's all do I had that for you. That. Only shrooms could do that to you. All right. So everybody watch Mondo Creepy on YouTube. Follow them on Twitter and keep an eye out for the next broadcast coming soon uh brian you're still working like uh, well you can get you can go check out uh brian's work on glass eye picks movies that are still playing at the museum of modern art oh in, yeah uh, in manhattan uh please check nice. that out there's a whole larry pheasant and glass eye picks retrospective that's happening. some good ones coming up by the end this will be out there by the end of next week uh by friday the 8th i think uh I think it's the eighth or seventh or eighth uh, Stakeland and I sell the dead. Two of my favorite glass eyes are playing. Damn good. Damn fine films. And you can listen to our last broadcast to uh, hear Brian talk about that. We brought that up last time. We, we had uh, the guy that made uh, automatons. Felix, yes. uh, James Felix McHenry. Yeah. Hey, he liked two of our tweets. Take that nice. pint of comics and boom, we'll end it with a pint of comics insult. I'm Carlos Danger, and for Insufferable Bastards, uh, that's a wrap. See you next time. Later! Yeah. Yeah.